Passionate, driven, enthusiastic, euphoric. This is who we are as entrepreneurs. But how we leverage these incredible attributes to dream and build businesses that scale and grow is what this podcast is all about. Hello, I'm attorneypreneur Josh Brown, and welcome to Franchise Euphoria. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Franchise Euphoria, the podcast where we are focused on providing strategy, education, and consulting to the incredible and growing franchise community. Welcome, everyone. Josh Brown here. Hope everyone is doing fan-freaking-tastic. Stop dreaming and start doing. Wow, did I just say that? Stop dreaming? I mean, isn't that what we're all about? Isn't that what my mantra is, is to dream, build, and grow? Well, absolutely it is. And we're going to dive deep into that today. And, And what I'm really excited to talk about, and that is this whole notion of dreaming. You know, dreams can be an interesting, scary, exciting, terrifying, or just plain bizarre experience. The only consistent thing about dreams is that everybody has them. In fact, researchers have found that most people have multiple dreams each night, yet often can't remember them. Many studies have been done about this phenomenon of dreaming. For instance, why do we forget most of our dreams? Why are some of our dreams not in color? Do men and women dream differently? Do animals dream? Can you control your dreams? How do blind people dream? And the list goes on and on. But perhaps the most interesting aspect of dreaming for me is that research has found that we are paralyzed while we dream. It's called REM sleep, and that's the stage of sleep we are in when dreaming occurs. It's characterized by paralysis of our voluntary muscles. This is known as REM atonia and prevents us from acting out our dreams while we sleep. Essentially, because our motor neurons are not stimulated, our body does not move. Makes good sense. Though we often think of dreaming as part of the subconscious, it often works its way into our actual consciousness. We dream about better jobs, bigger homes, larger bank accounts, jobs and professions where we are the boss and call the shots. And while this is wonderful and has its place in helping us find the lives we want to lead and live, sometimes too much conscious dreaming will paralyze you like your subconscious dreams always do. In other words, we need to stop dreaming and start doing. In golf, there's a great saying when somebody overanalyzes their own swing, paralysis from analysis. In business and life, we can suffer from the same thing. We're told that it is noble and worthy to dream big and chase our dreams. And in reality, a lot of that is hogwash. We need to live out our dreams, not always chase our dreams. And I think there's a distinction. Each and every day, we need to do something, even if it is minimal, to live out our dreams. Consistent action, no matter how small, will always beat out thoughts with no action. That's really what I want to dive a little deeper into today. 
you know, this whole notion and, you know, you hear it said a lot. Oh, I want to chase my dreams. Oh, I want to live out. You know, I want to, I want to follow my dreams. And we all understand what people are saying by that. But I think there's a fine line between constantly chasing to get somewhere versus living each and every day with that end goal in mind. And so, you know, in business, what can happen is you set a goal for your company or you set a dream for your business. And I don't know if this has happened to you, but it certainly happened to me where you start thinking about, boy, if I only got to this one place, then all my problems would go away. And yet what happens when you do that is you start making rash decisions that aren't really logical for where you are in your business today. You know, you start making decisions. Maybe you go out and you buy a piece of software, you buy a, um, an app, or you try to do something and go, oh, this is going to solve all my problems. And you realize it sort of takes you off the path that you were on because you've been chasing this big dream as opposed to realizing that usually when you're chasing a big dream or a big goal, there's a lot of little steps along the way. So the thing I want to get through today is that we really need to stop all the dreaming and just start doing. Start figuring out what can we do today that's going to advance us to where we want to go and do one little step each and every day. I mean, it's a big, bad, scary world out there. You know, I have my own businesses. Maybe some of you have your own businesses. A lot of you want to have your own businesses. And the last thing I want to portray is that it's all sunshine uh, when you have your own business. I mean, it is stressful. It's challenging. There's a lot of dark days, but the, but when things click, when things go well, when you start seeing that what you're doing is actually resonating with people, people are buying in to something that you created, boy, there's no better feeling in the world. And I think that's what drives us as entrepreneurs. But what I want to get across to the people out there who are maybe in a job they currently don't like, maybe have gone through a, a, a corporate downsizing or are at the position in their careers where they're really starting to think, boy, I've always wanted to own a business and I'm just going to go do it. What I want to say is spend a little time each and every day taking one step closer to that action. Stop daydreaming about it while you're sitting in your office or in your cubicle or while you're at home on the internet searching for that dream job. No, we need to take a little bit of action each and every day that's going to further us to that goal. A lot of times, as with the business, there's the notion that you want to fail fast, right? Now, I think the same holds true when we dream about jobs that we've never had, but that we somehow believe is going to make us happy. Now, I can remember before I went to law school, uh, when I had just graduated college, I had a great job at a uh, large computer company and I, I, I did well. And, but I said to myself, gosh, I mean, there's got to be more to life than just sitting behind a desk all day um, and being on the phone uh, in sales. And at that time in my life, I had just gotten into golf. 
I still love golf to this day, but I said to myself, I love golf. So now I'm going to go work in the golf business. That's obviously going to be the dream. Well, not so much. I mean, I did go and work in the golf business and I did that for a couple of years. And I soon realized that that business wasn't for me. You know, there was aspects of it I liked, but there were a lot of aspects from a business perspective that I didn't like. And I ultimately decided I'd much rather just enjoy playing golf than being in the business of golf. Having now looked back with hindsight, I could have taken some small incremental steps along the way, taking some significant action each day. And I may have realized that sooner than I actually did. And so what I want to try to convey is, you know, having this big dream of where you want to go or be part of an industry or to have your, be your own boss and to take control of your life. I mean, those are all noble things. Those are all fantastic things, but we need to start taking small action towards those goals each and every day, because you may just realize that that dream that you've always thought you've been chasing is really going to be a nightmare for you and you don't want to chase it all the way. So don't go a hundred percent in and give up everything that you currently have because you believe the grass is greener on the other side. We need to stop dreaming and start doing. And I'd love to hear from you on what kind of dreams you have, you know, what kind of thoughts are going through your head in terms of what would make your life perfect in your own mind? What would make your life better and work through those and figure out how you can take incremental steps today. That's going to make your tomorrow better. Trust me, that will be much, much better for you and much less stressful for you as you do that in your current position than it will be if you just roll the dice, bet on everything, quit your job and go chase after your dream because you might just find that your dream is really a nightmare. Well, hope you enjoyed this episode today. It's not supposed to be a down episode. It's just supposed to be a little dose of practical application and reality. And um, like I said, I'm all about dreaming big. I'm all about figuring out who you are and going after it. But I'm also about doing it in a responsible way. And so as entrepreneurs, as business owners, as people that are looking at franchising as a means to satisfy our entrepreneurial itch, we need to take slow incremental steps to realize those dreams and not just bet everything on one thing. Stop complicating your business. So as you probably know by now, if you are a listener to this show or know me, I do a lot of work with franchise businesses or businesses that want to turn themselves into franchises, but also with a lot of startup and growth entrepreneurs. And so through the process of helping them with their legal issues, I end up doing a lot of business work as well and working through issues with the businesses or at least serving as a sounding board to help with different business issues, providing business advice, consulting and whatnot. And one thing that's seemingly come up a lot and and always really comes up 
is the process and how complicated businesses can become. You know, I think we all, when we, as an example, start a business, we start with a clear vision in our head. And then when we actually start getting into the process of working the business, doing the business, going through to the day-to-day aspects of a business, things get complicated. And so today I want to talk about really three things that you can do to stop complicating your business. Because after all, simple businesses work and they work well. And if you have any dreams of growing or scaling your business, whether you want to franchise it or not, you need to simplify it down to its core. Well, the first thing you need to do to simplify your business is detail the process. So as an example, let's say you are a uh, hair salon, right? And essentially you own a hair salon and you hire people to come in there and cut hair, or maybe you do it through a booth rental style, whatever the case may be. You want to detail the process from start to finish. What that means is just write down everything that you do, you know, from the moment that you have your first interaction with your customer or your potential customer. And that means even if it's a marketing interaction, you know, what's the first thing that you do? And then walk that through the entire process. I find that doing this is a great way to really see what kind of extra and oftentimes unnecessary steps you're taking in your business. This is where a lot of people get too complicated in their process. In an effort to make things easy, they actually make things complicated. I don't know if you've ever felt that way, but I certainly have where, you know, you think of something in your head and you think, oh, this is exactly how I'm going to do it. And for whatever reason, you think, well, I really need to think about this more. Well, sometimes your initial gut on a process is really the best way because when we try to focus even more, we overcomplicate things. And when you detail the process of everything you do and when you write it down, you can have a good visual for what you do to drive customers to your business, how you take care of them and how you start work and end the relationship and try to build on a continuing relationship. So detail the process and really take a look from your customer's perspective of, boy, is this a good process or is this a process that we thought would work well, but it's just overly complicated. It has too many moving parts. It's too hard to follow through. I mean, these are all red flags that should tell you to change the process, to simplify the process. So I guess I would say, um, you know, detail the process in an effort to simplify the process. I think the second thing to do that's a really great way to quickly simplify um, a business that can seem complicated to your customer is to categorize your pricing. I mean, I think people get into a lot of big issues with pricing because they're afraid that they're not charging enough or maybe they're charging too much. And so, you know, in an effort sometimes to provide so much value, people make things overly complicated. 
complicated, you know, because they just don't want to come right out and say, this is what we charge. And when I say categorize your pricing, you know, I'll go back to that example with the hair salon. I mean, depending on what kind of haircut somebody gets, it should be a certain price. You know, if you're a cleaning service, you know, depending on certain factors, it should be a certain price. I think a lot of people, for whatever reason, like to see certainty in the pricing and like to see different options. I know a very common way to do that is to have three different pricing structures where you have sort of a low, a medium, um, and a high, thinking that you know the average person will go for the medium one. And that's probably true, but I, you know, because a lot of people don't want to feel like they're they're getting the cheapest, but yet they don't want to get the most expensive. And so a lot of times people find themselves right in the middle. But I think categorizing your pricing really is a great way to simplify your business and communicate a clearer structure to your potential customers. I mean, don't get wishy-washy with pricing. You know, don't tell people, well, I think it's going to cost this, but I'm not exactly sure. I mean, I know it's difficult for some businesses, but I think it is much more important, even if you are in a business where there's time components. I mean, heck, I'm in a business that does that. I mean, in the in the legal field, there's time that goes in to, you know, everything that I do. But in my flat fee structures that I offer, I don't know how much time I'm going to spend. I mean, it's a it's a guesstimate just like anybody else, but I just put out a number. And a worst case scenario is maybe you spend more time than you thought, but on average, hopefully it all pans out. But what it does convey to your um, ultimate customer is that there's certainty in the pricing. And that is a great way to simplify something that is otherwise complicated or can be seen as complicated. I think this works particularly well with um, service companies that, you know, do residential type work. I mean, nobody wants to, nobody wants you to come to their house and not know how much something is going to, is going to cost. So take the time, figure out the pricing. You can always change it if it doesn't work, but have that certainty and have your pricing categorized based on exactly what you're going to do. So you can set that expectation, um, for the client. That ties into my third way to simplify the business. And that is just provide a clear picture for your customers. Again, I think you'll see in all three of these suggestions. I mean, they're all coming from the customer's vantage point. I think a lot of times we get complicated in our business because we get in our own heads and we can't get out of our own way. And sometimes we forget that really what this is all about is providing great service to your customer. I mean, all the other stuff you can figure out, but if you can provide a very clear picture to your customer of what exactly it is you do, most of the time they really don't care how it gets done. They just want to have the confidence and the certainty that you're the right person to do it. They want to have that trust factor. And I think a lot of times when people aren't certain with what they actually do or aren't crystal clear with what they actually do, or oftentimes if they try to be everything to all people, there is no clarity, you know? So in an effort to be everything to somebody, you're really nothing. You know, I think people really want to know what is it that you can do for me? How are you going to get it done? What's the cost for it? And why should I care? Right? So if you can focus on those things, um, 
you're going to really take giant leaps, not just steps, but giant leaps in making your business more simple, which at the end of the day, good golly is what we should all hope for. And I know it's difficult and I know people try to do it. And I know there's a lot of people who don't try to do it because they just think, boy, this is complicated. I don't know how to do this. So I'm just going to continue doing it the way that I do it. Well, you know what? That's why so many businesses don't ever reach their total potential because they're not consistently trying to make themselves better. And if you can just consistently try to make yourself better and simplify your processes and simplify your business so that in the eyes of your customer, it's not complicated and it portrays a very clear and clean and easy transaction, boy, that is going to go a long way to help you and your business. And by the way, I'm talking today, not just to uh, small business owners, but to franchises in general, because, you know, everybody thinks, oh, the franchises have all this stuff figured out. No, they don't. I mean, a lot of times their processes are too complicated or their processes become too complicated because they get into the additional verticals within a market and it ends up complicating a process. So this message is universal to all small businesses that really, if you want to take the quickest line to increase your profits, to increase your client satisfaction, just simplify things, you know, figure out what it is that your core business is really about. Make sure you absolutely exceed expectations on that front by providing a detailed process, clear pricing, and a clear picture of exactly what it is that you're going to do. And then you can fill in all the other stuff. You know, all the other stuff will come together if you can have that just really crystal clear uh, focus. Hopefully this was helpful for you today. If you are in the market for a franchise, I would highly encourage you to check out my free ebook, which is what to know before you buy a franchise. You can head over to my website at Indy. That's I-N-D-Y franchise and download it there for free. And um, let me know what you think. If you're enjoying this podcast, if you're enjoying the value that you're getting from this podcast, I'd also invite you to go to iTunes and uh, provide me with a rating and review. It always helps uh, for visibility on the podcast. So thank you so much for your support and uh, hope this episode was helpful to you. Thanks for being with us today on the Franchise Euphoria podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to go to iTunes and provide a review. Also, please remember that although Josh Brown is a licensed and practicing attorney, nothing contained in this podcast should be construed as legal advice, because it is not. The information contained in this podcast is general and educational in nature, and none of it should be relied upon as legal advice. That being said, if you have questions for Josh and would like to contact him, please email him at josh at franchiseeuphoria.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you tune in to our next weekly episode.